back, everyone. Green Teamers Pod. I'm Mia Gav. My usual co-host, Matt. We're just running us two today. No no special guest. Um, but, hey, kind of our first milestone, episode number 10. This is pretty huge. Been doing this for like two and a half months now, which is crazy. It's kind of flown by. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, before we get started today, I just want to tell a quick story. Matt, told you about this a few days ago. Um, Very exciting, guys. Um, yeah, I mean, so this summer I had a friend that I interned with, um, from Ohio state and we were catching up a few days ago talking about some plans for the summer. Um, and then he was telling me how he might have a friend who's a bigger Celtics fan than me. And naturally I had to defend myself. And I was like, I bet your friend doesn't even have his own podcast where he just talks about the Celtics for fun. And he's like, maybe you're right about that. I'll have to send him your podcast. I didn't even know you had one. I was like, yeah, I got you. I'll send it to you. So after we got off the call, I sent him a link to to our podcast on Spotify. And a few minutes later, he sends me a screenshot of his text with his friend. His friend's name, Pierce. And in the text, he sends him the link. And his friend simply replies with a smiley face. He goes, I already listened to that. And at first, I'm like tripping. I'm like, this guy's got to be like joking or like he's got to be kidding. Something like that. Like it doesn't make sense because like our podcast is pretty small. And I was like, bro, there's no way, like, asking if he's joking. And then I get a call. It's my friend, Pat. And then on the phone is Pierce, the other kid. And I start asking him, like, dude, like, were you joking? Or, like, do you actually? He's like, yeah, I'm, like, a huge Celtics fan. I, like, found your guys' podcast, like, just after doing some research. And he started giving us all these compliments by our analysis and how he enjoys it more than <laughs> some other Celtics podcasts. And I just wanted to shout out Pierce because it really meant a lot. I felt to me, it kind of felt like me and Matt were just doing this for fun, like for ourselves. Some of our friends listen and family, but to hear like this random guy somewhere in Ohio is listening to our podcast. I mean, Ohio State. I mean, oh yeah, and Matt, Matt's alma mater. I think it was extra special for Matt a little bit, but I just wanted to share that story because you know it made me really happy, gave me a little burst of energy to keep to keep this thing going. Gotta keep the fans happy, you know. So uh that yeah, Pierce, I mean that, right? that was a that was a big highlight. But yeah, oh yeah, maybe maybe a little connection to the Celtics there. Same Pierce, probably named after Paul Pierce. Um but yeah. <laughs> Definitely was, named after Paul Pierce. Yeah, that was a good call by you, Matt. Um but yeah, I just wanted to share that with you guys. So uh so yeah. Um so yeah, with that, let's hop right into this episode. We're gonna be focusing mainly on the Celtics Bucks game that just happened. Um, touch on you know the the top of the east right now as the season's closing and then some cool new details of the new cba that i think are going to impact the celtics and some and the interesting topic of the midseason tournament i think will be will impact everyone next year uh so with that matt we got the 41 point blowout of the bucks a few nights ago i don't think anyone saw that coming uh celtics played absolutely out of their minds as we know, as we've known all season, they get up for these huge games, and you know the Bucks didn't. Second time we beat them this season at full strength. In that one time when we had no starters, pretty much we went to overtime with them, pretty much with our bench. But you know they were coming off a back to back, fifth game in seven nights. I know if this was flipped, I would probably be arguing these for these these uh. Nuances <laughs> for the Celtics. So, what do you think about it? How how big did you think the win was? And do you think those are 
you know, valid excuses, I guess, for, for Bucks fans? It's a good question. I think they are definitely they matter, obviously. They they dampen it a tiny bit, but like but no, this this means a lot. Like the Celtics clearly showed they're not scared of the Bucks. They can go in their court. They can beat them as they did last year, game six. Um, I, I think it was a huge win right before the playoffs. And it it looks like we're not going to be able to get the first seed. Yeah. But I, I think we kind of showed – I know in the press conferences and stuff, we were saying like, oh, first would be nice, but like we just want to be playing great. And I think this really kind of showed that. Like we don't need the one seed. We don't need home court to beat you. Like we can beat you. Right badly <laughs> when, right. whenever we we want because they were everyone played yeah for the bucks i'm uh, like 99 yeah. sure yep i, I thought they, they did middleton played um we had everyone i believe as well yeah so um full, full strength so full strength full strength great matchup um now something i want to point out is point it out baby so this is kind of how I'm thinking about it. We have like the we're gonna we're gonna play the Bucks, no doubt. It's gonna happen. I mean, given that if we don't like if we don't low it all on the way, we're on a crash course to meet, right? And last year we had home court, but they didn't have Middleton. This year they're probably gonna be having home court and who knows what injuries are gonna be, but I'm gonna assume like we're healthy. Both teams are healthy. I what do you think is going to be – so my question, what do you think is going to be the, the deciding factor in that series? For me, especially based off this game and the first game on Christmas when we were both healthy, I think the deciding factor is going to be three-point shooting. I think oh, for yeah, yeah, us, yeah. it's a huge thing, but because the Bucks all season have been pretty mediocre three-point shooting team. Like, honestly, probably on the bottom half of the league um, – Giannis us, can't shoot threes. Giannis obviously. can't shoot. I mean, Middleton's been good since he got back, but other than that, they don't have that many three point shooters. I mean, Brick Lopez can sometimes hit them, but solid, but, yeah. but they uh, and percentage wise, they're in the bottom half of the league. Um, for us, the three point game is a huge part of our of of our whole strategy, our whole game plan, and we shot lights out last game, and I'm pretty sure we did also on Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah. Are you yeah. worried at all that we could? lose games to the Bucks in that series if we're simply just not shooting threes well. Everything else is hitting, but our threes aren't falling. How big of a concern is that yeah. to you? Because to me, I'm that's probably the number one thing I'm concerned about, especially given Missoula's kind of like lack of adjustments, at least from what he's displayed in the regular season. Maybe, but like <laughs> he doesn't we don't really make adjustments when we're not hitting threes. We just keep yeah, shooting them. Obsessed with He's obsessed with like our three point rate. Yeah. So <laughs> does that concern you at all? Do you think that's something that Dude, could ultimately be one of our pitfalls? It definitely could, obviously. If if we're missing threes. The Bucks, I also think with Giannis and Brooke Lopez, they have to be the best team in the league at defending the the paint. Like those yeah, guys are for sure. Are like Giannis, obviously, you know, long as hell. Brooke Lopez is totally like Revived his career the past few years. He's a beast. He's huge. Yeah. Like clobbering. Top giant. defensive, one of the top two, three defensive player that your candidates yeah. also this year. And then Holiday's tough. Like you can't mm. drive well on Holiday as well. 
So like it, so yeah, like the threes are going to be there too. I, I mean, as you saw last year in yeah. the, uh, in the playoffs, like, like game seven, they were just letting Grant Williams take whatever mm-hmm. three he wanted and he hit. So we won, but like, what if he's not hitting this year? Right. What if Derek White and that was at home for on the road, it's, bench it's players typically road, yeah. are hitting a lot, le- like not as well as they would at home. Which would be a big, big, big thing for us. Line. I love saying that. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it could be an issue, but, like, I think I think three-point shooting has been one of our strengths this year, obviously. As Nathan, I think, one of our friends, sent sent a stat that we're 30-1 and one when we shoot 40% from three. So it's like, yeah, hit threes, we're going to the finals. Miss threes, we could lose at any point. Matt, I think it was. Was it Kean? I think it was Kean. No. <laughs> yeah, I think Kean sent the the stat. All right, Kean. I'm sorry. It was Kean. It was Kean. You and Nate say similar things in the chat. <laughs> no, but that was nice of you to shout him out. Um. So yeah, I I yeah. So for me, it's a huge concern, and but I don't think I'm gonna go as far to say it's gonna decide the series whether we shoot well from three or not. Although I don't. I would totally understand someone who does argue that. I'm not too too confident in not being concerned about that, but I definitely think it's possible. Another concern for me is our bench. So if you look at Brogdon coming off the bench, he's generally throughout the whole season has been great. I think he's going to win sixth man of the year. But there are some days where he's more aggressive and some days when he's less aggressive. And I think the Bucks game a few days ago is a great example of how important he is to us when he's being aggressive, getting the ball, doesn't matter who's in front of him. He gets to the rack, gets a layup every time. Even against Drew Holiday, he was doing this. I think we that it will be so important for us come the playoffs, no matter who we're playing, especially though against the Sixers and the Bucks, because I inevitably we're going to have injuries. We're going to need someone to help Tatum and Brown. So I feel like another very crucial part of our success this playoff is going to be his aggressiveness, his willingness to score, his, his just – the overall, his energy he's bringing off the bench, that's another huge thing that I think is going to decide a lot of our games and the way they go. Pulling out the Brogdon. I feel like that's kind of a more rare. Like, you don't see that take flying around a lot on Twitter. I feel like that that's a definitely I feel like it's an eye test. I feel like it's an eye test thing. Yeah. I just feel like the games where we have a good Brogdon game off the bench, we're just a completely different team. Yeah. We didn't have that element last year too, so right. it's, it's been a nice, exactly a nice, a really nice bonus. I know we had Derek White off the bench last year, but he he wasn't always super like aggressive on offense, like boom, like mm-hmm. Brogdon can kind of take over games at times. He can get to the hoop when he Definitely. wants on these these guards and stuff. So yeah, that that's big. How do you feel about the rest of the bench? With I think so it's going to be Grant Rob Hauser along with Brogdon. Maybe right, so I was there. thinking, I let's let's think about it. It's gonna he's gonna cut down to eight people, maybe nine. So you're gonna have, we're gonna have Smart, Tatum, Brown. I want to start White and Horford. Dude, what about against against? I want Milwaukee, Rob coming though. off the bench. I I agree. I I would do that, but against Milwaukee, do you go two bigs? No, I go no. Derek White. I go Derek Why? White because you're trying to you go put the they put Smart on or? they put Smart on Giannis from the beginning, and he. Like at the beginning of the game, and he killed it. I don't think we need Rob's size too much. I think Horford. So you're saying Lopez, don't put Horford on Giannis. No, you put Horford much. on Lopez and then Smart, Tatum, Brown. I think they can all 
slow down Giannis enough. But dude, also if you look at like game seven, for example, I'm pretty sure Giannis had like high thirties, low forties. He killed us yeah. in that game, and we blew them out. The re- yeah. the recipe to beating the Bucks isn't stopping Giannis. No one's stopping Giannis. It's stopping everyone else. And I think our other guys can defend every single person on the Bucks team, like without a doubt. The key is like not letting guys like Middleton and Drew Holiday to drop twenty five plus thirty points on you. That's when you're gonna lose. Not when Giannis is getting his yeah, 30, 40 that. points, right? So I think for us, it's going to be – I love having White in the starting lineup. I think he's just so much better. I think Rob coming off the bench, I don't know. It's just played out since he Dude, came back he from like injury really well. He had three blocks on Giannis, though. Exactly. But he's a I agree. Great He'll presence still play when Giannis bench. plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then so we'll have those five guys starting. Then we'll have Rob, Brogdon, Grant off the bench. I Maybe Hauser once in a while. For like a few minutes, if he misses his first three, he's probably coming out. So I think it'll be that those eight guys, and then Hauser sometimes if he's yeah. if he's feeling it. And I think in games where we're bad energy or flat from the beginning, you could see him Blake. throw Blake. Blake, I think yeah. Blake will be huge for energy off the bench. I don't know how much Pritchard. I feel like it'll be very matchup dependent, um, just because he's yeah. so small. We saw what happened last year, but but yeah, I think that's what the rotation will look like, and I think. Yeah, so I'm kind of concerned about Grant. That was your question. Are you? What do I think of the rest of the bench? We touched yeah. on Rob, Rob. Rob's gonna be great. I think Rob's gonna be great off the bench. So Rob, you're not worried about it at all because I feel like he's had a bit of a rocky stretch and his health yeah. is a concern. You're confident. You feel good. That's fair. I I I definitely think there's more cause for concern than I'm probably showing, but I'm I don't know. I just like his energy off, especially since his yeah. injury. Just like his like, yeah. especially just on the defensive end. I feel like he's so huge for us. Um, and then he makes things easier for Tam and Brown and Smart, like on offense, just having his presence under the basket. Um, so yeah, I think I think he's good as long as he, does, as he doesn't look lost. You know how he looks lost sometimes, and he's like doesn't know what he's doing. I think the more games he plays, that will just fade. So I'm not too worried. Um, with Grant, that's the big thing. If he's doing his dumb, like, like fake dribble handoff, like drive to the paint, like get double teamed and throw up a stupid floater. Or like bad layup, super contested layup. Instead of just taking an open three, like that's gonna piss me off. I don't want to see any of that. Give him a little credit though. He's kind of solidified. Like he was kind of out of the rotation for a weird bit. He was like a month ago, but now I feel like he's he's back in. He's like clearly yeah. the eighth guy. Like he's getting good twenty minutes a game, and I feel that's like true. He's, he's stopped trying to do so much. Yeah, yeah. That's that definitely. He's definitely so it's turning around. Found his way back. It, for sure. That's a good point. He's definitely turning around. And I think his defense is also just going to be huge for us. Um in the second, like second round against the Sixers, probably, and definitely against the Bucks. So as long as he's playing really good defense, I feel like that's never been an issue with him, though. Even when he wasn't playing as many minutes, he was still like trying hard on defense, even though he was doing his dumb shit on yeah. offense. Now he's great for these big like fours right. and fives who are thick and yeah. strong. <laughs> exactly. To be honest. So I'm about to like oh yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. You finish. You finish. No, nah, I was going to change topic. So if you still have a box question, yeah. I just thought of something. Right. So what are you going to, what are you going to change it to, big guy? Well, I, we've had this. I just want to see if you've changed your mind at all. But yeah, we're probably playing the heat round one, dude. Like, what do you think about that? That's nuts. I'm terrified. Yeah, you. <laughs> I'm so scared. Okay. So the heat have been like a bit of a shit show for the, 
for a couple of months now. Like they're You're right the whole season. They're almost at five hundred. They're a weird team, and so it's going to be Heat Hawks in the playing game. Yeah, and we're going to be playing the, the winner, winner of that. It seems like that's it's going to be in Miami. Uh, so also. this is a big swing because I think Atlanta is the best first round matchup for us. Oh, of, we would sweep them out of the possible teams out of Chicago, Toronto, Miami, mm-hmm. Atlanta. I think Atlanta's sure. the easiest. Like Trey Young, we are just going to attack him like crazy. Like 100%. the Hawks have had something weird going on all year. They're kind of a talented team, but it's not working. Um, so hoping, praying that they beat the Heat. Don't think it's likely. Yeah, unlikely. If if the Heat win, obviously we're playing them. I don't love that, but I'm starting to feel a little bit better now than I was a couple weeks ago. Just because I feel like. I mean, the Heat just got off a, a three-game losing streak. They lost by 30 to the Nets, 15 to the Raptors, 10 to the Knicks. Is um, Adebayo playing in those? That's a good... Yes. He it actually is. didn't play against the Mavs, and they won. <laughs> oh, okay. But the Mavs are, Mavs are something even different. But yeah, Bam played yeah. in all those losses. Um, I, I think we... I don't think the Heat will be able to score enough. I they just, have had I, the league like the worst offense in the league this year, I think. Yeah, they got. But they have, that's they have without playoff Lowe's Jimmy now. Butler. <laughs> All right, and we're also had, the team that allowed ten the, points max. Five. Points. Also the team that sent them home last year. We beat them game seven on their own floor. Like we saw, like how the Celtics came out against the Nets last year. I know we were the top seed. Completely different situation. That was still a team with Durant and Kyrie Irving. Like this is a team. Like obviously they're less talented than we were last year. We're probably more talented than the Nats were last year, but it's the same like vendetta, revenge type of scenario. And just knowing what Jimmy Butler does in the playoffs is terrifying. He's going to play like 48 minutes every game, probably. So it's just like, I don't know. I also feel like they're awful matchup wise for us. They're just all wings, kind of like we are. And I don't know. I don't think Horford or Rob can really guard Bam. So it's just like, I don't know. We've beat them twice this year, I think. And we've lost twice or lost once. I know we lost at least lost once because I watched it live at the garden. Mm-hmm. But that sounds right. I don't know, dude. I, dude I'm just not worried. Like, how I, many games I mean, do you think it's going to be? Six. So I guess six? that's annoying. That's annoying. Five or six. Yeah. Like, do you remember last year? You don't think seven at all? No, not going seven. Jimmy had like three. Wow, that's insanely guns. confident. Jimmy had like a nine point game, a 13. And we turned game, the ball over like points. crazy and we lost. I'm going to look up. But, uh, dude, I'm just not, I'm not worried. I'm not going to flip on this. They have too many, like, like Tyler Hero has not taken the step into, he's a, he's a great player, but, like, they need him to be a, a star, like a legitimate scorer because they can't score beside Jimmy and, and Bam. And he is just, he hasn't been that. Kyle Lowry comes off the bench now. Barely um, placed. Yeah, they, they flipped to Gabe Vincent, so they – I just don't think they have enough. We're so deep this year. We are. We are. That's definitely but a huge difference. Your argument year. about how it's going to be a, a hard. They have Cody Zeller starting. I remember seeing this a few days ago, and I wanted to bring it up. Cody Zeller. Bam was out, so I think that's why. But still, he dropped still. twenty. That's crazy. Twenty and eight. <laughs> yeah. He may be even worse than Cornette. <laughs> Baby, same type of player. Both look like Nathan. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> That's the main one. A lot of Nathan um, shout-outs right now. I know. Nate's a great guy, guys. Um, 
Yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not scared. I really, really hope you like. I'm wrong. I just hope Rank I'm so wrong. Rank the four easiest to to least, and then I'll go next. So the Easy. the Bulls, Hawks, Raptors, Heat. Bulls, Those are the possible Hawks. first round. I think uh, you can't say Bulls first because they blew us out twice. Bulls, Hawks, Raptors, Heat. Yeah. So hard. I'm gonna do hardest to easiest. Heat. <laughs> um. Bulls, because I think they have more talent than the Raptors. Dude, the Bulls have turned it around. They've won and seven that, and in the they're last hot, 11. Yeah. They're figuring right. it out. Like, they have some star power. Yeah, so he, he Bulls, Raptors, Hawks. All right, I'm... Oh, man. It's okay so if you agree. Toronto scares me a little bit. Like, I, they wouldn't beat us, but they just have, like, a interesting team they have a ton of like long wings siakam and obi scotty mm-hmm. barnes don't love that like i feel like they have at least as good as any any team possibly could they have sort of the ability to blow our wings that obviously are our greatest advantage tatum and brown um so i'm gonna go toronto is the hard as the toughest opponent Ooh. of them i think fred van vliet is more than miami kind of a, a tough guy yeah, I'm gonna go them toughest. Then He's had an awful season though. That is very true. He's lost a lot of money, but he did have 20 assists the other day. Um, he did. That's sick. 2020. Yeah, so I'm gonna go them. Yo, them Miami, Chicago, Atlanta. Just praying okay. for Atlanta, man. Atlanta would be nuts if somehow they upset them. The Heat, but I don't know. I was also hope, dude. The Nets just barely won yesterday also against the Jazz. Like, that would have been huge because if they had lost that, it's one game now between the Nets and the Heat for sixth. So, like, that would have been massive. But that's now probably looking locked up, similar to how the one seed and, and us and the Bucks are for, like, the one and two seed. Um, Seems like, like two game the difference. whole East from one yeah. to seven is basically clinched up. Yeah. And then – Seems like it. Hawks, Raptors, Bulls, all separated by a game. It seems like. Do you think Ooh, could... so? Hmm. If the Bulls or the Raptors could move up, that would be huge. What you think they have a better chance at beating the Heat? Yeah, for sure. Bulls yeah. especially. All right, the Bulls. I don't think they're a great team, but we've had like weird issues with them the past. Yeah, years. we have. Yeah, we have. You think that's. There's anything to take away from that, or is that just random? I just feel like we've been waiting for the playoffs for so long. Okay, just fair. Like we'd be I think in we've been for, blown especially out twice first this round. year, twice this year, twice last year by them. Yeah, we it, the first the first two came at the beginning of the year though, like they were fair. both our like only two losses for like in like the first like month and a half. We were like fifteen okay, and fair. two, and they were both losses were to them. Yeah, it was like the Bulls and the Magic, right? Those were the teams. <laughs> yeah, and the Cavs in the beginning of the year, we lost two games to them. Just barely in like overtime. Did you did you watch the Hawks Mavs game yesterday? Did you see any of it? How it ended? I watched clips of it. The like, <laughs> Matt, like disaster of missing like Christian Wood missed free throws. Yeah. Carry with a dumb foul at the end, like, <laughs> like all these things. Yeah, it, it was, but yeah. Um. So I want to transition to the next part. Yeah. The CBA. So. Um. So new CBA is going to be signed upon like on between the NBA and NBPA in like next week or so. Um, and some big things came out of it, which I think two of them will 
impact Jalen for this summer. And then one of them is just cool, I think. Um, so Matt, kick us off with the with the cool one, and then we'll talk about Jalen. Oh, what's I I actually don't know what what the cool one is that you're the going midseason for. tournament. Oh, 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 so this one is this one is cool. I think they're all cool, but this one's cool. So, but also a little weird. So the NBA is getting a uh, implementing a midseason tournament. Um, it seems like this is just happening to generate more money for the league, yeah. though. But like, it's kind of cool as a fan. I think it's like, also trying to get teams to try more in the regular season. That's that's fair. Is there a really big cash? I know you've read up five hundred k per person cash prize. It's five hundred k per player on the winning team. So how do you think that matters to players? Um. I think anyone outside your top two probably. Like I don't yeah, think five hundred k matters JD to Jalen and Tatum, but like to like someone like Rob, or like Grant Williams for sure. Like Payne Pritchard. <laughs> Why Grant Williams for sure? <laughs> no, because they're making less money. Their sal- their oh, salaries okay, are way, okay, way okay, smaller. Okay. <laughs> like Grant, like Payne Pritchard, Sam Hauser. Like Sam Hauser, I think makes like a million the whole season. So like getting five hundred K would be nuts. All right, that's actually a good point. That's and a then, good point. The end of the bench, guys. Right, exactly. And then the two it's like the two teams in the finals are play like eighty three games, right? So I wonder how that shakes out like with regular season record and like winning percentage. That'll be interesting to see. Yeah, so I just kind of building on this, so that I guess essentially the NBA is actually expanding the season for right, two kind teams of going and keeping the same as for the other teams. And I, I feel like there's been a lot of discourse on actually shortening the season, going down to 72 yeah. because Bill of Simmons, all of the, big on that. Uh, yeah, Bill Simmons is huge on this just because of all the uh, load management. So right. kind of interesting to sit Barry. the NBA saying, nope, we're actually going to do the opposite. Another thing I was wondering is like how is like we have no details. I'm sure this is gonna come out like, like probably in the next few months. Like, do we only play people in the East? Do you yeah. cross across conferences? Like, is it randomized? How yeah. is it like a seeding? It's probably gonna be like groups, like probably like the World Cup. How much does it like matter? That. Like, do teams yeah. care about it? Yeah, right at the at gate. All? Like, yeah. So it'll be cool. I think if they do like groups, random groups like that. Like top two teams from each group come out, like something like the World Cup structure. I feel like that would be sick. Yeah. Um, because I feel like they'll de- it'll be like too early to do any kind of seeding based off record, especially if it's like from the beginning of the season. There's nothing to go off of yeah, unless you go I off lot the year I like before. It. What are you worried about? Like, is it gonna ruin the like winning an NBA championship right now? Is like like every player Huge. just strives to do that, right. but like. Will it ruin a little of the like desire? Like, oh, hey, we can just win this midseason mm. tournament instead. Like, it does the NBA championship hold less value because of this? It's a fa- fair question. You think no? I think Which big, is, could be, valid. dude. As a fan, I could not give a fuck. I couldn't care less about the <laughs> midseason us the Celtics winning it. Like, I could not care less. Oh, interesting. But maybe like like an Orlando or like a lower team like that oh, would care more. So that's something to consider. Personally, as a fan, I don't care, and so I feel like it might be somewhat of a reflection of like what NBA yeah. players would think. You just they, want to see more basketball 
you're cool with cool. yeah i just think it'll be cool to make things more competitive like i'd obviously watch like the mid-season tournament championship especially if it's like a good game it'll be interesting to see how the league markets it to really like hype it up i feel like that's what it's going to come down to so yeah we'll see yeah okay so an interesting thing really quick is there's going to be so i'm just i was reading a little bit about it earlier and it it seems like um, they're basically going to do like sort of that group thing that you were talking about oh, World cool. Cup, World Cup wise. Um, and they're gonna, it's like called pool play. That's the term they're using, nice. and they're going to use that to whittle it down to eight teams. Oh, but something's, and then from there, I think then it's going to be so like, eight groups probably. But the problem four is teams in each group. 30, yeah, like, oh, there's thirty. There's thirty teams. So like, does that signal like? I mean, Ooh. Does expansion coming or something that would be else cool. Maybe like... not this year, but that would be cool. Like a Vegas team, you know, is coming sometime soon in the next couple of years for sure. And you then get to thirty-two somehow because now we're a couple yeah. teams. Like if you do three, maybe the two teams in the finals get a bye. Oh, yeah, it could it could be something like that? Yeah, and then you do. But then what would it? But be? then you have seven, seven you have groups, seven. Of so four you have nine. You have nine teams coming out, so I don't know. It's, the it's winner tough. gets a, but then that gets you twenty nine, and that doesn't yeah. help. So it'll be cool. I don't know. There's yeah, a lot of I questions. We'll it'll be cool when it comes out. I think overall it's good, except for the like you. The fact about the more games is bad. That's the one bad thing about it. So I would like them to to see them. Maybe I guess they can't. Actually, maybe they can. I don't know. Yeah, if they can still shorten the season in other Although, ways. Although. Tying into uh, these other aspects, so so another thing was for all the the major awards, they mm-hmm. put a game minimum, right? Sixty five, right? Sixty five, pretty high. So, so I think that'll incentivize teams, players to to play. This is also for all NBA to play. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For, I think it's for for everything, right? Everything, everything, yeah. Which is cool. So. What I was reading, I was like reading a bunch of different people's opinions on Twitter, and I don't know who, but a lot of people are bringing up like these points. I don't remember exactly who said this, but like this is in effect for next season. Right now, anyone can win their awards, all NBA, yeah. etc. But how much will voters take that into account for this year, knowing that's going to be the rule in the future, knowing that's kind of like the league standard, just from knowing it's in the CBA, and like some very big names would not be able to make it this year, like LeBron. KD, like a lot of the top guys who historically have always been all NBA would not be eligible this year to make it. So it'll be interesting to see if that at all plays a factor into voting this year, year early. Um, But overall, I think that's a great decision by the league, especially with having players' contracts and money being tied into it. So I think overall that was definitely the right call by them to do that. And I think it's just, it's been expected. So many people have been calling for it. Um, but yeah, I think I'm, big, I'm big for change. this change. Yeah, definitely. So there's just be top 15 players in the league now, which will help like with other debates and stuff too, which I think will be interesting. Um, so that kind of ties into the, to Jalen, hopefully for all NBA this year, hoping at least some of the voters taking that into account. Also, Matt, didn't, was it your dad that told us that, um, Zach Lowe said that Jen's listed as guard and forward on the all NBA ballot? Yeah, my dad did mention that. Yeah, so that that's pretty the, huge, I think. The problem is, didn't that screw, like, oh, because it split votes. Doing, 
Well, that's the thing. Like, like, are all the media guys going to be like, okay, we're considering Jalen a four? Like, are they going to come together and make the decision? Like, yeah. or do the votes add I didn't up? Or, think like, about how does that. Work? Because I, I think I it's by think position, bro. Year... It's by position. So hopefully, I... people just vote for him. People just want to include him in the lineup, so they put him down like as a forward. To be fair, yeah, that exactly. That's the point. Like, he probably won't make it as a guard. Yeah, as is. So he won't get many wasted guard votes. That's the hope, yeah. So the so everyone pushes the forward. Okay, that that's fair. Exactly. Actually, I feel a little bit better about that now. Yeah, because we were talking how the guards are just so stacked. So too stacked. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. And then so one more thing in the CBA that I thought was that I no one's really talked about, but shout out Brian Robb. Um, I think it's Brian <laughs> Robb. Let me just double check on Mass Live. Yeah, by Brian Robb. Um, our old. <laughs> Franklin, teacher from Franklin. Um, so something they're changing is right now with the current CBA, and if they hadn't changed this, this is what would have been um, the rule for this summer when the Celtics were offering Jalen an extension. Say he doesn't make All-NBA. The Celtics would normally have been limited to just 120% of a player's current salary as a starting point in the new extension. And that would leave Jalen about $32 million short of what a maximum contract would get him if he waits one year until 2024. Now, with the new CBA, which starts this summer, which will be you know in action, the Celtics are going to be allowed to offer him 140% of his previous deal, which would then allow him to jump up into being able to get that fully 30% of the salary cap max deal. So, essentially it would mean he has no reason to wait t- till next summer so if he doesn't make All-NBA, um, and we're just offering a regular extension. He would have no reason to wait for 2024 because he could get that money a year earlier, which honestly, players that's, players are incentivized to do that because you never know what injuries can do to you, blah, 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 et cetera. So just to put numbers to it, right now with the old CBA, he would have only been able to get four years, $161 million. Now with the new CBA, he can get four years, $189 million, which is the full max. And then obviously with the super max, if he makes All-NBA, he gets five years, $290 million. So new CBA, I think with the positionless stuff, um, and now this changing the extension, you know, size. Helping the Celtics directly. Helping the Celtics, I think. Especially, I feel like this is good timing with our last episode. If you haven't yeah. listened to it, tune in. Um, but... I think we're, as long as Jalen, as long as we're like, take the max, bro. Like, we're doing everything we can to offer him. And 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 another thing Matt brought up before we we, we were talking max, before bro. the episode. If he doesn't take that fully max guaranteed contract, fully max, no, I don't know about guaranteed, fully max contract that you can offer him, the same contract you can get in twenty twenty four. If he doesn't take that this summer, I guess that's somewhat of a signal to the front office that, all right maybe you should look to trade him because maybe he's not really going to be coming back and you need to get assets for him. So is that something you're concerned at all about, Matt? I don't know if I'd say concerned, but, but definitely, I mean, obviously this is super helpful for the Celtics, super helpful for Brad to, to know, because if Jalen's turning down money this summer that he'd be getting the exact same amount of money, Next summer, like it's a, it as you said, a clear sign that okay, 
he's not totally sold on his future here. Do we have to start looking into trades? And I just think it gives I, I guess I don't know what, what goes on between Jalen and Brad. And, like, like maybe Brad already knows now if Jalen's mm. thinking about leaving or thinking about staying. True. So he might not even need that. But, like, this can't can't hurt. Right. I don't know. I'm not worried about Jalen leaving. Yeah. For now. <laughs> like okay. I, may change, Optimistic. but I, I feel fine right now. It seems like he That's enjoys good. it. I don't know. Yeah, we'll just, see. like, seeing him with, like, the bench, like, he's got, yeah. like, there's a lot of, like, videos and pictures of him, like, joking yeah. around. Like, he loves, it seems like he loves the guys it on the team. seems good, yeah. So, it seems it seems positive right now. So, that's good, yeah, for sure. Cross those fingers. Um, anything else to add, Matt? No, that's good stuff. Covered all the, the CBA Perfect. stuff. Big Bucks win. Yeah. Playing race. Awesome. All good. Dope. All right, guys. Well, that'll be the episode for today. Next week, last game of the season. Season wraps up on Sunday um, after the Hawks game. We'll probably do a big episode to wrap up, you know, the season as a whole, look back. Um, so that'll be a really cool episode. Be sure to look out for that. Um, probably going to come out Sunday or Monday, something sometime around then. Um, and then, you know, get ready for the playoffs. It'll be That, that should be exciting. Um, so with that, guys, we'll catch you next week. And thank you for tuning in. Peace.